How do we vanish people or permanently mute them without performing assault or going to prison? That is the question I would love to know the answer for. Because if it were possible, I would vanish Aaron Rodgers in half a heartbeat. Wouldn't even wait for the other half. Wouldn't wait to snap my fingers. Wouldn't wait for a holiday. Wouldn't wait for New Year's. No, I would vanish Aaron Rodgers as soon as possible. This dude, every offseason, it seems like, talks about where he should go to benefit him. This time in a press conference, said, trying to figure out if it's Green Bay or somewhere else that would be the best chance for me to win an MVP again. I need to get back to winning an MVP. Because he, previous to this season, was a two-time consecutive MVP. But he's not talking about his team. He's not talking about the green and gold. He's not talking about... Lambo. He's not talking about the Packers. Not a Super Bowl by any means. He's talking about him and personal gain. And he does it every single offseason. He's in a three-year contract for three years, $150 million. AKA, nobody is going to take that contract from the Packers. The Packers are going to be in a world of hurt If Aaron Rodgers retires, because then it's a huge cap hit, they trade him again. Nobody's going to take him, so they're going to end up paying a lot of money if they want to get rid of him. It's just a bad, bad, bad deal for the Packers. I wish they would have knew that before they signed that contract. But then, no, I don't, because that puts them in a world of hurt, and I dislike the Packers very, very, very much. Sorry if you're a, a Packer fan. This is not a Packer-hating podcast, but when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, when it comes to my fandom for the Chicago Bears and everything that is going on with Rodgers and the Packers every single season, they're supposed to be so good, and then they fall apart, and then Aaron Rodgers blames other people, and it's not him, and it's just a mess. It is a reality TV show, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. Aaron Rodgers is a narcissist, never somebody that I'd have lunch with, and frankly, I'm kind of upset that I just wasted almost three minutes of this intro of this show on his douchebaggery. So let's move on. Today is Saturday, January 21st. Had an action-packed day myself. I refed a game and a half at St. Bede Freshman Basketball. St. Bede defeated Hall in the regular freshman game and then we had a B game with a running clock and Hall was victorious then. Lots of fun as always. Then went to Ottawa to Kingsman's gym and watched Princeton defeat Ottawa 58 to 38. Princeton is now 22 and 0, has not lost a game yet and they can play. I seen them last night at St. Bede where they defeated St. Bede and They can do everything. They play tough defense. They can dunk. They can shoot threes. They have a lot of athletes. They got size. They got speed. They got everything. The one thing that everybody in the area who pays attention to high school basketball is saying, though, is that Princeton is not being challenged. Unfortunately, the Three Rivers Conference East Division is down. It does not have the teams, the players that it has had in the past. So Princeton is kind of rolling over all of them. To see them beat Ottawa 58-38, to hopefully that's what I said the first time. I might have said 58-28, but it was 58-38. It was a 20-point game. To see them beat Ottawa 
like that. And Ottawa's a solid team. They got shooters. They have size. They know how to play the game. And Mark Cooper is a great coach, just like Jason Smith for Princeton is. And Princeton had a tough first half. I think Ottawa was leading at the first half, or it was like a two-point or one-point game. And then Princeton just kind of kind of ran away with it in the second half. Ottawa was having trouble scoring. Princeton's defense stepped up. And, you know, they won the game by 20 points. Always fun. I was manning cameras for WLPO, doing a little bit of everything, putting stuff on my resume. You know, that's what you got to do these days. Got to be versatile. Versatility is key. Speaking of versatility, also watched. Actually, I listened. Put on the good old serious radio on the way to games and driving around and listen to some games. Chiefs and Jags, I said the Chiefs would win, and they did, held off Jacksonville 27-20, even though Patrick Mahomes got hurt, hurt his ankle. Uh, He did get an x-ray. They let him back in the game. He should be okay to play against Jacksonville. He led a 75-yard drive at the end of the game to get the go-ahead touchdown, and this is the fifth AFC Championship game for the Chiefs in a row. They are a juggernaut, just saying. NFC, the Eagles beat the Giants 38-7 in their divisional round game. I picked the Eagles, but I was talking to my friend today saying, like, hey, if any of these games there could be an upset, I think it would be the Giants and the Eagles. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, he's playing for a contract. Saquon Barkley playing for a contract, and their defense had stepped up. But not against the Eagles. The Eagles wanted to soar, and soar they did. Well, welcome. This is the Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am your host, Brandon LaChance. Thank you for tuning in. Always appreciate it. Trying to be on the podcast airwaves as much as possible. Sharing the amazingness that we have in Illinois, whether it's sports, local activities, whatever. I try to do it all here, but... We do stick heavily to sports because, let's face it, sports are awesome. Don't know where you're listening to this show, but you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That's with an S. It is plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. These socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of your CP. You can also check out my socials, Brandon Lachance on Facebook. That's L A Chance. That's what it looks like, but it's L A C H A N C E. And then Lachance, again, L A Chance, writer on Twitter. On all of those wonderful platforms that I just mentioned, please like, review, star, comment, all those cool things. It helps us move up the ranks, helps more people see the podcast, or let them know that it's out there so we can get the word even further about the awesomeness that we have going on around here. If you have a question, suggestion, want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest, or if you'd like to be an Edge of Your Seat podcast sponsor, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, the special shout out to Brian Cavelli for the intro and outro beat. This episode is brought to you by First State Bank. The amazing staff at each of FSB's locations can help you with all of your banking needs and offer their special services such as Premier Checking Account and Quillo. There's 20 of them. They're all over Illinois. 
check out First Aid Bank. This is episode 249 with Shay Reisel and Landon Plim. Shay joined us on episode 181 after competing on the wrestling mats at State, but this was Boy State. Then her senior year, which was last season, she won a state championship for herself and for Samanak, the high school that she went to. She is now in college doing some amazingness because she loves the sport of wrestling. Not WWE wrestling, high school, physicality. That's what Shay is about, and she is really, really good. And this chat, this interview is amazing because of her love for what she does. She committed to Campbellsville University in Campbellsville, Kentucky, which is an NAIA school. She's wrestling at 116 pounds. Her record as of January 18th was 10 and 8 in duels. Then, as I mentioned, Landon Plim, he is a Hall sophomore and he qualified for the Golf State Meet for the first time this past fall. He is an amazing golfer, young golfer who learned how competitive it is to golf in Illinois. He shot an 87 at Prairie Vista Golf Course in Bloomington for the state meet. He did not advance to day two, but he did make it. He did get the experience, and he's got two more years, and he is ready. He's golfing all the time. He talks golf, eats golf, sleeps golf, everything golf. This dude wants to be the best trying to get to the top of the world, maybe, but definitely the top of the high school golfing ranks. Landon is super impressive in this conversation, and you can just tell everything I just said about how much he loves golf. He truly does. We also have win-lose stat, which is our high school breakdown of scores and accomplishments before we hear from Shay and Landon. And then real quick, a couple things. Eminem became the first artist to have 10 albums with over 1.5 billion streams. Like he says, he's the rap god. This was crazy. If you're an actor, make sure your fake gun, your real gun, whatever you're using on scene doesn't have real bullets. Alec Baldwin was charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter when a gun went off he was using on the set of Rust, a film featuring him as the star actor. He is an A-lister, at least compared to the websites I looked at. They call him an A-lister. He's a good actor, been in tons of movies for a very long time. But when they were shooting the scene, he fired the gun and it killed cinematographer Halna Hutchins. Prosecutors said it was Baldwin's duty to ensure that his gun and ammo were properly checked and he should have never pointed it at anyone. They said that is basic safety standards. The weapon armorer The person that put the weapons in the guns for everything on the set of Rust, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, was charged two counts of involuntary manslaughter as well. Film's first assistant director, Dave Halls, who handed the gun to Baldwin on the set, pleaded guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. Yikes. This is all super crazy. It is very nuts. Baldwin could get... Five to six years, maybe seven. One max sentence, I think, is five years. And then another one is 18 months. If he got the full sentence for both of them, he's going to be in there for like seven, eight years. He is a big-time actor. He's got money. We know how that goes. We'll see what happens. But, man, 
charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. That does not look good on a resume. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? What about pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing just a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. We are catching up on win-lose stats, so we have... For us today, December 15th through the 22nd, we are going to do them a week at a time until we get caught up, and we should get caught up pretty quickly. Don't know if you've listened to the last couple episodes, but had some things going on, a lot of busy schedules, and so we got a little behind on the winter sports updating stats and accomplishments. We were awesome through fall. We got you know it all out, everything that we saw, it was on a podcast real quick, and we're getting back to that. Starting, not last episode, the last episode before that. And we're getting caught up. Here we go. Thursday, December 15th, wrestling. We're going to start right on the wrestling mat in honor of Shay Reisel, one of our guests on this very pod. Start in the Cowb where the Cowb shut out Wabonzi Valley 79-0. At this time, the Barbs were 10-0 undefeated. In a triangular, Kiwani wrestled... Manuel Heights and Rock Ridge and won the duel as they defeated Manuel Heights 78-6 and Rock Ridge 48-32. Against Manuel Heights, Kiwani's win by falls came at 120 from Landon Greenhagen at 170 by the hands of Jackson Hawkins, 182 Alejandro Duarte. Against Rock Ridge, the win by falls from Kiwani, 132 Will Taylor. 145, Max Kelly. 182 was Duarte once again. 220, Nate Lockett. So great performances all around the board for Kiwani. Oregon fell to Dakota, 37-30 in a duel. At 120, Preston LeBay picked up a fall for Oregon. In a triangular, Putnam County Hall, Monmouth Roseville, and IVC. PC Hall fell to Monmouth Roseville. 66-12, 66-12, and then lost to IVC, 54-12. For the Panthers, Bailey Herr got a second-round pin at 170 pounds, and James Irwin picked up a first-round pin at 285 pounds. Herr also got a first-round pin at 170 against IVC, and Irwin picked up a forfeit win. In another triangular, St. Bede, Sandwich, and Plano, Plano beat St. Bede 66-18. For St. Bede against Plano, 145-pound wrestler Logan Pinata got a second-round fall. At 160, Garrett Conley got a first-round pin. And at 182, Jake Miglarini won by forfeit. Sandwich defeated St. Bede 51-30 for St. Bede. Pinata at 145 won by forfeit. 
Conley at 160 picked up a forfeit. 195, Ryan Miglarini had a first round pin. At 220, Hahn picked up a forfeit win. And at 285, Mike Shaw had a forfeit win. Also in wrestling, Rochelle defeated Ottawa 45-28. For Ottawa, 220-pound wrestler Charles Midro beat the number four ranked wrestler in Illinois High School 20-7. Also winning was Nico Stanfill, Ryan Wilson, Ivan Munoz, and Dallas Harmon. Moving to the pool, boys swimming action. LaSalle Peru defeated Morris 52-42, picking up wins. For LP were the 200 medley relay team of Bo Whittle, Chris Lowry, Owen Phillips, and Jonathan New with 1 minute 48.32 second swim. The 200 freestyle, Tucker Ditchfield picked up a win 2 minutes 8.63 seconds. In the 50 freestyle, Phillips picked up an individual win with 22.92 seconds. In the 100 butterfly, Chris Lowry, 57.49. The 100 freestyle, Phillips picking up another victory, 52.13 seconds. In the 500 free, Ditchfield wins again with 5 minutes, 54.71 seconds. LP had another victorious relay team in the 200 freestyle with Whittle, Griffin Sharp, Chris Lowry, and Owen Phillips. 1 minute, 41.05 seconds. In the 100 backstroke, Whittle, 1 minute, 2.97 seconds to get another victory. All these guys just racking them up. And one more, Chris Lowry in the 100 breaststroke with 1 minute, 7.87 seconds. Moving to the hardwood, got to have some basketball games every single day of the winter. Girls basketball, El Paso Gridley fell 42-38 to Lexington. Lexington scored the last six points to pull away and get the win. For EPG, Maddie Earhart, 21 points, hit seven threes. And Kaylee Randall had eight rebounds. Fieldcrest defeated Ridgeview 65-26. At this point, they were undefeated 11-0. Fieldcrest outscored Ridgeview 23-4 in the third quarter. Ashlyn May had 17 points, 6 steals, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds for the Knights, while Caitlin White scored 17 points and Haley Carver had 14. On the boys' side, Indian Creek fell to IMSA 64-40. For Indian Creek, Jeff Probst had 14 points. Friday, December 16th, boys' basketball. Earlville beat Newark 50-43. For Earlville, Garrett Cook had 17 points, 4 assists. Griffin Cook had 10 points. Adam Waite, 9 points, 16 rebounds. And Ryan Browder, 8 points, 11 rebounds. Samanak defeated Amboy, 57-42. For Samanak, Colton Aide had 19 and Carson Sari had 16 points. For the Clippers, Wes Wilson had 14 and Kyler McNich had 12. El Paso Gridley fell to Lexington 58-44. Lexington went on a 12-1 run in the last 3 minutes and 20 seconds. That is an impressive run to pull away with a victory as Lexington 12-1 run in the last 3.20. But you'll see those. I mean, basketball is a game of runs. And the one that has the best runs, the more timely runs is more like it. 
will get the dub. Micah Meese had 24 points for EPG, while Jonah Funk had 10 points and 7 rebounds. He either has a double-double or is close to a double-double every single game. Kiwani 66, IVC 43, just in case you didn't know, in Chillicothe, Illinois Valley Central. For Kiwani, Brady Clark had 22, Cottrell Reed had 14, and Blaze Lewis chipped in 12. Fieldcrest beat Cornerstone Christian Academy 71-67 behind Landon Mudro's 19 points. Wrestling Mats, Kiwani beat Newman 60-20 for Kiwani. Ben Taylor got a fall at 126 pounds. Will Taylor at 132. At 160, Jackson Hicks. At 170, Jackson Hawkins. At 195, Oswaldo Sanchez. For Newman, their falls came at 120 from Zyler Hansen, 138, Carter Rood, and at 145, Daniel Kelly got a technical fall. Also in this triangular, Kiwani wrestled Monmouth Roseville, 49-27. For Kiwani, falls came at 113 from Chance to Splitter, 126 from Ben Taylor, 132 from Will Taylor, 138 from Waylon Lambert, 145 from Max Kelly, 160 Jackson Hicks, and 170 Jackson Hawkins. Kiwani picking up two dubs, 60-20, 49-27. That's just a day's work, especially on a Friday. Moving to Saturday, December 17th, boys basketball Kiwani beat Riverdale 54-46. This was the ninth road game of the first 10 games for Kiwani. Whew, that's a lot of road. That's a lot of traveling. A lot of bus seats. Brady Clark had 24 points for Kiwani and Will Rumfold had 16. Irville defeated Mendota 51-41. For Irville, Diego Vasquez had 14 points, Griffin Cook had 11 points, 5 assists, and 5 steals, and Adam Waite was 1 point shy of a double-dub with 9 points and 14 rebounds. At the Eureka College Shootout, El Paso Gridley fell to Peoria Christian 63-59. For EPG, Shansay Maxson had 21 points, Jonah Funk had 14 points and 9 rebounds, Micah Meese had 13 points, and Mac Raymer had 11 points. Moving to girls basketball, it was day one of the Ottawa Holiday Tournament. Every year, Ottawa puts on a great tournament. Lots of fun, lots of great basketball. Ottawa defeated Streeter 49-15. Morris lost to Joliet Catholic 54-28. For Morris, Olivia Cameron had 10 points and 8 rebounds. Streeter lost to Pontiac 60-25. LaSalle, Peru defeated IVC 49-40. Ottawa beat Pontiac 56-40. Morris lost to Canton 53-12. And Newark defeated Knoxville 55-27. Games that were supposed to happen for the tournament on December 22nd were moved to January 2nd. So we will catch up with the rest of Ottawa tournament in the next podcast. Outside of the Ottawa holiday tournament, Anawan lost to Rock Island Alleman 58-37. For Anawan, Bella Van Opdorp had 16 points, but she was in foul trouble. She had 11 points in the first quarter and only played 12 minutes in the game. And she averages 19, so just a little drop, only 3 points. But she did that 16 points in 12 minutes. 
She's good. She's really, really, really good. In the polo tournament, Oregon lost to Pekatonica, 38-37, one point shy. Hadley Lutz had 17 points, and Maria Drake. And Mariah Drake had 11 points. In wrestling, the Plano JV team won the Gibson City Tournament, finishing first for the Reapers. At 132 was Isaac Ulrich. 138, Trevion Guilford. 152, Oscar Cervantes. And at 182, Richard Amakari. At the Stillman Valley Holiday Tournament, Amboy was there and had three placers. At 113, Landon Blanton placed third. At 132, Levi Near was second. And at 160, Lucas Blanton placed fourth. Moving on to Monday, December 19th in girls basketball, the polo tournament. Oregon fell to Forreston 60-47. Hadley Lutz had 17 points and Elizabeth Moise had 11. Outside of the tournament, El Paso Gridley defeated Clinton 62-49. Won all four quarters, did EPG. 14-11 in the first, 17-10 second. The third was 14-12 and the fourth 17-16. Winning all four quarters means you had a great game. For EPG, Maddie Earhart, 18 points and 6 threes. Isabel Vargas had 16 points and 14 rebounds. And Kaylee Randall, the double-double of all time here for high school basketball. Maybe not of all time, but right now, yeah. 13 points, 26 rebounds. Wow, she was all over the glass. And Miley Earhart had 13 points. Also on Monday, Byron defeated Amboy 48-22. Tuesday, December 20th, Wrestling Mats. Oregon defeated Amboy 69-9. For Oregon, the wins by pinfall came at 120 from Colton Flaherty, 138 from Lane Halverson, 152 was Grant Stender, and at 220, Jonathan Alanis. For Amboy, 113, Landon Blanton got a 9-0 major decision. And at 132, Levi Near won by technical fall, 18-1. Also on Tuesday was a quad wrangler, St. Bede, Ottawa, Streeter, and Mendota. St. Bede beat Streeter 45-30. Ottawa beat St. Bede 69-12. And St. Bede beat Mendota 54-6. Boys basketball, Amboy defeated Leland 45-24. Wes Wilson led the way for the Clippers with 11 points. Girls basketball, Morris defeated Streeter 28-17. For Morris, Brooklyn Lind had 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 steals. Moving on to bowling, boys bowling, Oregon defeated St. Bede. Oregon had 34-43, and the Bruins had 29-36. For Oregon, the lead bowler was Garvin Surma with a 6.05 three-game series, and for St. Bede, Hayden Atour had a 6-14. Girls Bowling, Oregon defeated St. Bede 23-92 to 22-86. For Oregon, Ava Wright had a 5-15 three-game series. And for the Bruins, the Lady Bruins, Maddie Fabish had a 5-07. Wednesday, December 21st, we're back in the pool. LaSalle, Peru, Kiwani, and Metamora met in a triangular LaSalle Peru won with an 85, Metamora was second with 58, and Kiwani had 10. The 200 medley relay, LP1, Bo Weddle, 
Chris Lowry, Brian Lowry, and Owen Phillips finished in 1 minute 48.45 seconds. In the 200 intermediate, Chris Lowry won for LP 2 minutes 13.87 seconds. All of these are LP wins, including the 50 meter freestyle, Owen Phillips 23.04 seconds. Phillips won again in the 100 butterfly with a 59.15. In the 200 freestyle relay, Brian Lowry, Jonathan New, Chris Lowry, and Phillips, Owen Phillips, won with a 136.85. The 100 backstroke, Whittle won with a 1 minute 3.06 second swim. And Chris Lowry recorded another win in the 100 breaststroke with 1 minute 7.71 seconds. Girls basketball, the polo tournament. Oregon defeated polo 46-31. Hadley Lutz had 15 points and Elizabeth Moise had 15 points. For polo, Carly Grobe and Courtney Grobe had 7 points each. Back to the wrestling match, Kiwani and Amboy and Riverdale met in a triangular. Kiwani defeated Amboy 63-15. Pinfall victories for Kiwani at 152, Parker DeBoard. Jackson Hicks at 160, and Douglas Swearingen at 220. Amboy had two pinfall victories. 113 was Landon Blanton, and at 120 was Chase Monavon. Kiwani fell to Riverdale 60-21. to Nate Lockett at 195 was the only pinfall victory for Kiwani. Amboy also lost to Riverdale 48-21. Levi Neer was the only clipper with a pinfall victory. Back to the hardwood. Fieldcrest defeated Flanagan 60-31 in boys basketball action for the Knights. Brady Russman had 13 points, Ed Lorton 12, Colton Kierfoot 11, and Landon Moudreau had 10 points. That wraps it up. Thursday, December 22nd, not a lot going on. So we will pick this back up the next episode, which will be soon. They're always soon. Well, now they're always soon. Had a little gap where we were doing like one a month or two a month. That is over. We get these shows pumping out as much as possible. So we'll have a lot more win-lose stat as we move forward. Moving forward is what we do, and we're going to move towards our chats. We're going to have a couple words from sponsors and we're going to listen to Shay Reisel and Landon Plim. Shay from Samanac, now in college, graduated last year after winning a state title at the very first ever girls state wrestling meet. We talk all about it. That's why I didn't mention it until now. We'll let Shay talk about that because she was pumped. And Landon Plim, the Hall sophomore who just wrapped up his first state campaign season, and he's getting ready to do it again. Twice. Two times. Two times. So until next time, peace. The amazing chat you're about to hear with Shea Reisel is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager Ski Hartman and his associate Jason Hintz pride themselves and being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five years old and has been with Mendota Ford for the last three years. 
He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with the little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. It's so hyped up about what she did this season in wrestling on the wrestling mat. The first ever, first ever girls wrestling tournament. Shay Reisel from Salmonac, a senior, wins a state championship. Shay, I don't think happy or excited is correct words here. I am so excited. Best experiences ever. I'm so grateful for the whole thing. But I was so happy to win the state tournament. I mean, we've had you on before. You're a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And I already knew your love for the sport. You wrestled boys. The entire time that you were in wrestling as a youth and high school wrestling boys, you get the opportunity to wrestle girls. I believe it was last year, this year, state tournament. How did it feel to be part of this whole, you guys are pioneers. The wrestlers now are pioneers for girls wrestling and you're one of them. It was one of the greatest experiences I could say in my wrestling career so far. I really like the term pioneer actually. It makes me smile when I hear it. I'm so glad that me and other female wrestlers in Illinois that I kind of grew up with are able to be pioneers for the coming female wrestlers in the sport of wrestling. So yeah, it was one of the most amazing experiences. So now let's get back to the state tournament. Because I mean, you're also in the list of first ever girls wrestling state champions. I know you said you were excited and it was one of the best feelings ever, but let's kind of elaborate on that. Does it, has it sunk in what you've really done this year? I think it has at this point in time, but it definitely didn't after the tournament. And I couldn't even say it sunk in after a week after the tournament. It is definitely sunk in now, but it was honestly indescribable, the whole entire tournament. It was probably like nothing you've ever done before. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, of course, they've never hosted, like the IHSA has never hosted a official IHSA state tournament for the females. And I was at the boys state tournament the week before because that's when it was being held. And I was just honestly thinking in my head, like, I can't wait to be part of this, this crazy, cool opportunity. Super pumped a week before you're at the boys state tournament going to the girls' state tournament, you know, talking to, you know, classmates and teammates on the wrestling team or other wrestlers with Samanak, what was, you know, what was going through your mind? Like, hey, this is actually happening. We're really going to do this. It really did not hit me until I think I was there because when I was in IKWF or Kids Club or whatever you want to call it, I could count like the number of female wrestlers in Illinois like off the top of my head I could count them and seeing all of the girls who are in Illinois participating in the sport of wrestling I had never seen so many girls in Illinois that wrestled in one place at one time so I think that I was I wasn't overwhelmed by any means but I was like whoa like 
And and those these are only the girls that made it to state. You didn't even think about the girls that did not make it because they didn't qualify. So I was like crazy, honestly excited. It was so exciting for me to see all these female wrestlers. When you say qualify for state, there was a sectional as well. So was it cool having a all-girls postseason? Just in general, not just the state tournament, but you had a sectional as well. Yeah, that was really cool too. I was happy that was set in place because it felt like it was earned. Like a lot of girls worked really hard, I think, this season to get to state. And there were girls who who did not make it to state. And it, it felt more real. Through your years in wrestling and wrestling with boys, did you ever think like, hey, why don't we have a girls wrestling league? Why can't girls wrestle other girls? Like, why do we have to do this? Why don't we have a sport, girls wrestling? Did you ever think that and wonder like why it hadn't been put together? I didn't even really think it until this year because I didn't think that there was even enough girls to create a bracket in Illinois. I, I really was eye-opening to me this year to really see, like, I would go to some boys' tournaments and there'd be girls' teams. I'm like, oh my god, that's like a team of, like, female wrestlers. Like, it was a crazy eye-opening experience because I hadn't, there hadn't been wrestling since COVID, like, any wrestling. And the next thing you know, there's all these girls' wrestlers and it was, it's really cool. I wonder, during COVID quarantine, if these girls were just sitting at home putting their little brothers in ankle locks and we're like, hey, why don't we just put them in headlocks and full Nelsons and we can just wrestle? <laughs> I bet. Do you have a little brother? No. I have a twin sister. Did you wrestle your twin sister? One time and I broke her collarbone. <laughs> you broke your twin sister's collarbone wrestling. I didn't mean to, but yeah. <laughs> no way. How old were you? It was the first week of COVID, like quarantine. The first week of quarantine, I was like, I need to practice. Like, I can't practice. There's no to go. I was like, Ryan, because her name's Ryan. I was like, put her in some wrestling shoes. I was like, we just got to, like, just, I'm just going to practice with you. We're just going to drill, just kind of, like, stand there kind of thing. And she was outside, and then I put all my weight on her, and it just downhill from there. A week into COVID quarantine, you couldn't even wait till like the end of like the first year because we were on and off quarantine for like a year and you broke it in a week. Yeah, my mom was so mad because I mean, we were supposed to be like completely not going anywhere. Next thing you know, we're on our way to the hospital. <laughs> Did your mom put you in a headlock for disciplinary reasons? <laughs> no, <laughs> she probably wanted to. Probably. I, I bet you she did. Yeah. Hold on, I'm still laughing about that. That's kind of, <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. That's uh, podcast gold right there. Thanks. <laughs> that's fantastic. Awesome. I mean, now we got to ask the real question, being that you wrestled both boys and girls. Which competition is tougher? Females are honestly more aggressive than males. But I, I can't say that either is and isn't tougher. I think I have gotten better from male wrestlers, but that's just because I, I've only wrestled male wrestlers. But I can't say which is better because I believe I'm better than most boys, and I think there's some boys that are better than some girls. I always wonder about this when you talk about the aggressiveness. Um, I know we're all competitors and we want to obviously win and things like that but i always wondered how it would be for a male and a female in high school 
no matter the class, to wrestle each other and who's going to be aggressive and do you beat up a girl? Does the girl beat the boy and the boy doesn't want to wrestle? I know you've dealt with all this through your years of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. I've dealt with boys who don't want to wrestle me and will forfeit and their coaches will let them. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's I'm still training and doing what I need to do. So, And I see, I guess, in a way why a boy would like maybe not want to, but I'm still a wrestler. You were surprised that IHSA can make brackets. There wasn't just a bracket. There was all the brackets for all the weight classes. You winning the 110 state championship. Is that the normal weight that you've been wrestling at? No, so they did it for the girls. There were actually more weight classes. So they only did by five pounds for the girls. So it started at 95 pounds and went up by five pounds for the girls. And for the boys, it starts at 106 and goes up by six pounds. So there was more weight classes for the females. Gotcha. And how far did it go up for the girls? I want to say 220. It goes up that high. I mean, high school wrestlers could wrestle me. I'm around there. So, hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to get in training mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could take me at 110, though. I'm serious. You could take me at 110, so I'm not even trying to do that. <laughs> Going into the tournament, I mean, was there any intimidation? I mean, bright lights, big gym, lots of people, first time that this had ever happened, a state tournament, and a lot of pressure. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of pressure on the girl wrestlers to perform well and to make it a successful event. Did you feel any of that? Any nerves, intimidation? Sectionals was two weeks before state. So I had to wait like two weeks before I could even compete in state. And I was so anxious. Like I was so excited and I just was so ready to wrestle. And I wanted, I wasn't really nervous um, about the bright lights and having like a stage because that's really something I hoped for after seeing the boys state series and the grand march I just really wanted that for my state series and I'm so grateful that I had to say did that for us we had a grand march and we had the whole match to ourselves for the finals one by one so it was really special and it was everything I wanted it to be and hoped it would be did they do the spotlight wrestling no that's going to be up and coming because that's fantastic and they need to do it for girl wrestling too. Yeah, they, they will, I think. I hope. Where did they have it at? Where were you guys wrestling? We wrestled the same time as the boys' team state duels. So that was good too because there was like exposure there. There was exposure to female wrestling through the boys' team state duels, which is good. How do you interact with the boy wrestlers in Samanak, I mean, are you guys friends? You guys have wrestled against each other. Was there any weirdness, you know, you being a girl, them being a boy, with you maybe being better than them or anything like that? How have you interacted with, you know, Samanak wrestlers? Well, there's only one other boy that has been on my team, and we're just close friends. So, I mean, it's not, he respects me as a wrestler, and we're family friends, and so that's, we're just practice partners. And then there was another boy that, a couple other boys that went out, and some of them quit. There aren't many wrestlers at Samanak. Okay, okay. So there's few to choose from, so they're like, hey, if she can wrestle, I wrestle, hey, we're good. Whatever. There's not a lot of Yeah, them. yep. I think I'm going to say it one more time. Congratulations on everything that you've been able to do 
you are seriously a pioneer in girls wrestling. All of you are. All the girls that took part in this and that have pushed for a girls wrestling tournament. So congratulations on everything that you were able to do and hopefully you know what you're able to do and carry that with you as you get older and you know have kids and a family and be able to tell them like hey I was part of this I was part of the reason that this happened and I won a state championship at the very first one hopefully you understand all that I do thank you so much I do like the term pioneer because I feel like there's a lot of things that I've had to go through and not just me but a lot of female wrestlers my age feel like there's a lot that um, us female wrestlers have had to go through and kind of endure to even be where we are. And I hope that for the future generations generations of women's wrestling that they don't have to go through that in a term, in a way of maybe negative things of what I went through and other females went through. But nonetheless, I'm very, very grateful for all of my opportunities. Perfect. Well said, Shay. Well said. Thank you. Just don't talk so well that you take my job no, that's not cool <laughs> after high school you're a senior do you have plans to wrestle what are your plans after high school absolutely i'm wrestling in college my goal is to be a four-time national champion in college wow you're setting your goal pretty high well my major my main goal is to be an olympic gold medalist so okay okay yeah I mean, you can't get high goals if you don't reach for them or set them. So, man, I like it. I like it. Go do what you're doing. And then when you go through these steps, I'm going to call you to be back on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, will you join, though? Will you talk to me? Absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah. Even after you're like an Olympian and win gold medals and NCAA championships, you'll still talk to me? Absolutely. Promise. Perfect. We got a deal. Deal. Can we air shake? I'm air shaking your hand right now. Yeah. Perfect. This might be the first air shake on Edge of Your Seat podcast. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Before I let you go, let's play a game. We're going to play some hot potato. You ready for this? Okay. Yes. We're going to start really, really hard. Which oh, sport boy. do you like better, basketball or wrestling? Oh, so hard. Wrestling. <laughs> Do you like watching wrestling just as much as you like wrestling itself? Yeah, I'd rather watch people that, like, I don't know, though. Like, it's hard for me to watch, like, teammates and stuff. Like, I really like watching, um, I guess you could say professional wrestlers, but they're, like, the national wrestlers. I like watching them better because it's great wrestling, but it makes me nervous to watch people like I know personally. When you said professional wrestler... Does it aggravate you when you probably, like, say something about wrestling and somebody probably says what, like, WWE? It doesn't aggravate me, but it, it kind of makes me chuckle because those people have no idea what wrestling's like. Real and then, wrestling. And then that's when you just start grappling them and throw them to the ground and be like, no, I'm talking about this. <laughs> no. Let's get back to the game. Black okay. licorice or red licorice? Red licorice. Can you even eat black licorice? No, probably not. I haven't had black licorice, I don't think. We're going to stay with red licorice. Twizzlers or Swedish fish? Swedish fish. You're going to get a salad. Are you going like the iceberg with the lettuce and stuff? Are you going like romaine Caesar salad type? I'm going like romaine Caesar salad type, but like balsamic vinegar and some fruit on top. Okay, okay, I like your your modifications. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. 
going to get tacos. Are you doing steak, chicken, or beef? Steak. It's breakfast time. Are you drinking orange juice or apple juice? Orange juice, for sure. Salmonite colors, blue or gold? Gold. I'm looking at Pez dispensers. I got Pumbaa and Timon from Lion King. Which one do you like better? <laughs> Timon. Also got Pez dispensers. Luigi or Donkey Kong? Which one do you like better? Um, Donkey Kong. Shay, as always, thank you for joining us, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, to talk about your awesome wrestling career. I know I've already told you like 17 million times. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Everything you've been able to do. Thank you for sharing it with us, the Edge of Your Seat Podcast audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Hello, Mendota. Resolve to make stronger connections with Surf Fiber Internet. Right now, get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers with gig speed. And with all speed plans, you can add on a home phone for just $10 a month. Unlike the other guys, there's no contracts, hidden fees, or annual rate increases ever. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer, restrictions apply. Boys and Girls State Golf just happened, and we have one of the guys from our area that made it to state. It's been playing really, really well the last two years, just a sophomore. Of course, I'm talking about Halls, Landon Plim. Landon, how are you today, my friend? Good, thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, when it comes to golf... Uh, you've pretty much been synonymous with it in northern Illinois for the last two years. You get to state, qualified, golf in the first day. How did it feel being able to you know, mark that off of your checklist? It feels good. It's always been a, a goal of mine to go to state, so going feels good. And I didn't do too good, but it's a good learning experience for me. You golfed during day one. What was your score? 87. So then you did not qualify for day two? No, I missed, missed the cut by one stroke. How did that make you feel as a competitive golfer? Well, I mean, it, it hurts because I like to shoot lower than 87 and missing it by just one stroke sucks. And I know you're competitive, so is that going to fuel you, you know, moving forward? Oh, yeah, I'm going to work a lot harder next year to make sure I can stay consistent later out through the season. Have you already been out on the golf course, even though it's been super windy, already preparing? I have, yeah. Golfing on really windy days can be fun, though. Oh, yeah, it is fun. You get to hit different shots. So what have you been doing to improve your game? Obviously, you're a sophomore. Lots of improvements have already happened. More improvements are going to happen. What are some things that you've been focusing on to make sure your game is better? Mainly short games, specifically putting. I had a better year this year putting than last year, and I averaged lower, so it's working. What was your average last year? 38.3. And then this year? 38.1. Okay. I don't want to tell you my golf scores. (laughs) (laughs) In my defense, I just started last year, and I'm 20-something years older than you. Yeah. I got into it real late. So, with you saying your short game, that means your driving game has been a strong suit for you for quite a while. Yeah, it's my uh, best part of my game. How far can you hit it? I'd say I average like 260. Okay. What kind of driver do you use? Callaway Rogue. Just got it before the season. Okay. It's been working pretty well for you? Yeah. 
you're like, yeah, I'm hitting 260. Yeah, it gave me a lot more distance. Nice. What were you hitting before it? By like 245. I was always curious about this with golfers. So say you're in an 18-hole tournament competition, and you get done with nine. And I know some people go in the clubhouse, get a snack, get a drink, take a little second off. What do you do? Do you keep doing your golf thing, or do you get a snack? What's your preparation for the final nine? I just like to keep going. I don't like eating on the course. I like to keep going. Have you ever ate on the course before, and then did it make you feel different or something? I mean, I have. I feel fine when I do. It's just I prefer not to. I was just always curious about that, if it's a good thing, if it's preached to you by coaches, like, hey, make sure you get a snack or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, Coach Mason and Coach Steve, they provide us snacks. I'll eat them sometimes. Gotcha. Any good snacks? Probably just granola bars. Hmm. Do you like granola bars? Yeah, I do. What's your favorite kind of granola bar? Peanut butter. Okay. I'm a fan of the peanut butter. Are you a fan of peanut butter with chocolate? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Same. Like, yeah, I love it. They don't provide any fruit snacks? No, they don't. I'm going to have to have a talk with Mason. They might. I mean, I don't go through the cooler much unless I'm, like, thirsty or something. But I, I don't think I've seen any fruit snacks. <laughs> do you like fruit snacks? I do, yeah. They're, like, my favorite. They're, like, a go-to. Yeah. Probably not the best, healthiest option, but they're tasty. All right. We just mentioned Mason Kimberly, coach of the Hall golf team. How is it playing for him? I mean, Mason's a good coach. I like him. He knows a lot, so he's a big help to the team. And he's a pretty solid golfer himself. Yeah, he's really good. He is no slouch. No. I pay attention and watch his game during the Illinois Valley Men's Golf Championship every year, and I'm like, one of these years, he's going to win it all. Yeah, he really wants to. So what are some things that he's told you, some tips, some notes that, you know, he said to you that stuck in your head to help your game? Mainly, like, within 50 yards, I uh, sometimes make bad choices of how to hit the ball and get it close. Mason gives me uh, tips while I'm on the course to uh, eliminate terrible shots and get mediocre to good results. Okay. So this kind of helps, like, the strategy part of golf. Yeah. Gotcha, because there's really nothing that he's got to help you with physically, I don't think. Well, he does, yeah. If I'm, like, missing the ball, just swinging wrong, he'll he'll help me out and tell me what's wrong. Has he always been somebody that you feel like, hey, if he says something, then A, he means it, and B, he's probably giving you the best advice that he can? Oh, yeah, if he tells me something, I'll do it. He's better than me, so I trust him. Let's talk about this whole Red Devil team. I know your cousin Grant Plim is on the team was on the team he's a senior so he will not be returning and there was a couple other good golfers on the squad how was it playing with the red devils this year it's good we went to uh the sectionals of the team which hasn't happened in nine years so it feels good with that strong of a team did you feel like you were getting pushed or challenged in practices and you know throughout the year as you know your teammates were pretty good themselves yeah we definitely got pushed by uh coach mason and steve we had a uh, a lot of practices where we didn't play holes, we just practice on the range of the green, and I think it helps. Okay. And Steve, is he the assistant coach? Yeah. Steve, what's his last name? Marini. Gotcha. Got a shout-out to, to Steve, the assistant coach. Yep. So he was a part of helping your game, too? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's like a three handicap, so he's pretty good himself. 
Yeah, definitely. Three handicaps, no slouch at all. No. With Grant being your cousin, do you guys, you know, play throughout the year together and do extra stuff outside of practice as well? We don't play that much, but we'll play during the summer together, I'd say a couple times a week. Gotcha. Is it fun playing against your cousin? Yeah, it's fun. We'll sometimes team up against, like, two other kids on the team. I keep looking them in my little uh, studio deal, and I got a box of Cheez-Its, and I'm like, hey, I didn't talk about Cheez-Its during the snack list. Do you like Cheez-Its? Yeah, I do. They're, like, another of my top or go-to. Yeah, Returning to the state tournament, I mean, this was your first time. Was there any nerves or anything like that on the first round? No, I wasn't nervous. I was just more trying to do good. Gotcha. Do you think that led to you shooting an 87, kind of trying too hard? No, I, I think I just got tired throughout the round. I started out pretty hot. I started out with a birdie, so. Okay. What did you think of Prairie Vista Golf Course in Bloomington? Did you like it? Yeah, it's a really nice course. The fairways are awesome. So are the greens. Where does it rank in your favorite courses that you played in Illinois? Is it at the top? I'd say top five. What's your favorite course? TPC Deer Run, where we play the sectionals. Deer Run, where's that at again? Illinois. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I've been there once for a golf tournament as a, a journalist. Never played it, oh, but I heard it's good. Yeah, it's nice. So what in this offseason are you going to do to try to improve your game to make sure that you get to state again and maybe this time make round two? I'm going to get a couple new clubs, so hopefully I can get extra distance like from the fairway and more uh, control from the fairway So and practice with those, so hopefully just become more consistent. What's your goal, you know, your average per round next year? Have you set numbers or anything like that that you want to try to reach? Probably low, uh, like 37.5 or under. Because this year you were at 38.1? Yeah. So chop off a little bit. Yep. Are you a football fan, Landon? No, not really. Are you a fan of any other sport besides golf? I like watching uh, baseball in person. Do you got a team? Uh, Cubs. Okay, okay. In rebuilding, they played better than I thought they would this year. Yeah, I went to a, a game in, like, July or something. Did you have a good time? Yeah, they're always fun. Well, I'll let you go there. We talked some golf, some steak golf, threw in some snacks, threw in some cubs. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and congratulations on a great season. Landon Plim, sophomore of Hall. So you got two more years to get better. Well, just for high school, I mean, you can play until you don't want to play anymore. Yeah. It's kind of a good thing about golf. Yeah, it is. Well, thank you very much for joining, and hopefully we'll link up again to get you back on the show. Yep, thanks for having me.